Well, 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 welcome to the mayhem. Dick and Lloyd mayhem. Media mayhem. Market in a mayhem. You might love it, you might hate it. It's my favorite freaking show. Hey, everybody. Hi there. Dick Wilson with you. Loy Edge here. All right. We've got a great show here for you. And we're going to talk about marketing and media in Kansas City. Not the boring stuff. The secret things. We got the mayhem, too, Dick. We got the mayhem. Life is not good without a little mayhem. That's good. Hey, coming up on this show, we've got Katie McGuckin, legendary radio person from KY102 and doing some incredible things now. We'll find out more about that coming up in just a minute. Dick, hold on a minute. I got a call coming in. I know who this is. This guy called earlier. This is a guy. uh, His name is Mansplain Humblebrag. He apparently used to work for Erickson Baumgard. You remember that ad agency? Oh, really? Man, that's but old. Yeah, he's, yeah, apparently he's been frozen in a, a meat cooler at, at the Chow Lounge down at Italian Gardens. He, he just got out. They just found him. How long has uh, he been in he, there? Yeah, 40-some years. Oh, my gosh. All right, been in uh, there. All right, put him on the line. Yes, uh, he- hello, sir. Hey, Dick, it's uh, Mansplain Humblebrag. I'm with uh, Erickson Baumgarten Ad Agency. Well, they haven't been around for years. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I was down at the Chow Lounge at the Italian Gardens having lunch with a couple of clients. I was on my third stinger, and and apparently I made a misstep going to the men's room, and I wound up in the meat cooler, actually the meat freezer. Oh, my. And that was 43 years ago, so uh, uh, they, they just found me. I just got out. And I am lost. I mean, I'm wandering around here. Everything's changed. I was meeting with a. I got a great client, uh, TWA. You probably heard of him. Oh, uh, uh, so sir. I was working wait. on a new campaign. I, I hope it flies. I don't know. They're uh, not here anymore. They're not here. No, they've. Well, gone, where'd they go? They've gone out of business. So. TWA. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? TWA you... Airlines. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Do you, do you have well, something else you were working on? Any ads? Well, any spots, I, yeah, any I got I got a couple of campaigns I was going to pitch to my other clients. I mean, I think it's I think they're great. I'd like to like to play them for you just in case these clients aren't around anymore. So, all right. uh, why don't you listen to these and tell me what you think? I think they're hot. First of all, the TWA though. Uh-oh. I mean, well, they are. Gone. You know, Continental comes out with these short skirts, and yeah. I'm like, hey, that's great. You know, all you got to do is come out with shorter ones. Uh, and I wrote this uh, tagline. All right. TWA, things are looking up. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, listen to these. These are gold. These are gold, Dick. Be in his mind. Be a mind sticker with a shape he can't forget. Don't you want to have a good shape? He wants you with a good shape. Shape with tag. Uh. I don't know. Th- I don't think those are going to fly in what today's world. It's, it's been funny. 40 it's years. Great stuff. Think- things have changed. What are you talking about? Gen- uh, 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 this is great stuff. Let me get back with you later, sir. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. I'll be at the, uh, I guess I'll go down to uh, Jenny's or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jenny's where is closed also. So uh, we'll find What do you mean? We'll find you. No, Jenny's downtown.
Well, there are a lot of women that come and go in radio here in Kansas City, but one that we remember that's always in the back of our minds is Katie McGuckin, and she's joined us here in the Dick and Loy Cigar Lounge. Hi, Katie. Oh, boy, these cigars... They're wonderful. Thank you very much. Well, we just rolled them out in the parking lot before we yeah. came in, so that was Whoa. a good deal. Yeah. That's mm. Cuban seed. All righty. Let's talk a minute about uh, that story about how you got started in, uh, in the radio. Oh, that was really unusual. Um, here I am, an actress in Kansas City trying to make my way, uh, fresh back from New York City, and a friend calls me and says, hey, they're having auditions for this morning show on KY 102, Dick and Jay, you know him? I said, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Dick, <laughs> yeah. no. Because uh, I was fresh back from, from New York, and she said, well, I want to go to the audition, and you know how to audition, so go with me. I said, all right. My husband was in the hospital with pneumonia. I didn't have anything better to do. And I went down, and there were hundreds of women and as I That's remember, the way it was back then. It was. And um, in one room was Dick Wilson parked interviewing women. And in the second room was Jay Cooper interviewing women with Max Floyd kind of floating in between. Okay. And I remember Max Floyd walked by and I said to the girl beside me, I'd give him 15 minutes of my time. And he stopped. <laughs> he heard me. Uh-huh. And I just freaked out. I went, oh my gosh, shut up, girl. Uh, so I think I interviewed with Jay Cooper. Okay. And Jay jumps up out of the chair after he says, what's your background? And I said, well, I'm a singing and dancing wench hmm. at King Henry's Feast. He goes, really? <laughs> and he jumps out of the chair and I thought, okay, this interview's open. The guy's running away. Uh, and he went in and he got you. And he said, Dick, here's the girl that danced on our table when we went to King Henry's Feast. <laughs> okay. And I said, Okay. Yeah. Who uh, needs a resume? Yeah, who needs a resume? <laughs> I said, great. And then I got called back, and I got the job. And I remember thinking when I got the job, this is really cool. I've never tried radio. But I said, you want me to get up when? And they said, we start at 6. I said, well, I do this gig at King Henry's Feast, and I don't get out of there till 2. <laughs> uh, so, so started my life in radio, and it was literally... Um, I learned by fire, as you recall, uh, you and Jay were outrageously funny. Uh, it was a great show. And so I got kind of dumped in the middle, middle of a foreign planet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I had to figure it out really fast. (laughs) And I did. Um, and so it was a lot of fun and, and I fell in love, absolutely fell in love with radio. Uh, working with you and Jay, it was... Why do you think that was? Because it was theater of the mind, and it was funny, and you guys would create illusions on air that, uh, being from a theater background, everything was visual. You had to make sure you drew the audience in. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely fascinated by your ability to draw the listener in with just voices Mm -hmm. and sound effects. I said, this is great! (laughs) And, I mean, you guys put me on... You guys destroyed me and killed me probably about five or six times, as I recall. Well, I think we did. There and, were lots uh, of stunts that I, I uh, uh, n- my naivete 
uh, was very beneficial for your show. Well, let's take just a moment to look back at one of those instances, Katie. Even after the Dick and Jay show, we still used you as the fall guy. This is from the early 90s on Oldies 95 when the Wake, Rattle, and Roll show had myself, the late, great Dan Donovan, and you online. And we had you bungee jump one morning, and Dan and I figured the length of the rope. Here she goes, ladies and gentlemen, into history. Oh, Oh, a little too much rope. Her head's up in her shoulders. Sorry. Took her own brain surgeons to figure that one out, didn't it, guys? Too much rope. Oh, that must have been a nine. Guys, guys, could you help me out here? Crank her up here. Crank her back up here a minute. Doubtly, that was a zero, not a nine on that gold Yeah. I feel bad about this. She has no head. It's in her shoulder. You okay? You I right? think I've got a sexual harassment suit here. I, I gotta go investigate. Uh, well, before you go, let's pull your head out of your shoulders. Grab her shoulders. I'll get her head. I got her. I got her. Pull. 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 Thank you. Thank you. That worked a little. Yeah, I'll be wearing a size 12 shoe for the rest of my life. Well, you know how it is with a couple guys. Let your sister do it. Yes. <laughs> Let the a, little sister do it. That's a beautiful way to express it. That's great because that's exactly what happened. And I go, okay, whatever. Let's go do this. Uh, and so that started my love of radio and it went on for 28 years. You were on the morning show for a good while. And yes. then w- the nighttime thing happened. Was uh, that before yeah. or after the morning show? That was after the morning show. Okay. Um, uh, and I recall, here's what happened. Uh, KY hit number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were number about one. About 1979 in the or yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think the decision was made is they had to bring a real news person in. Oh. Okay. And I was anything but yeah. a real okay. news person. All right. Uh, I remember I couldn't pronounce Ayatollah Khomeini's name. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, everybody was calling him everything uh, from Ayatollah to Fred. And. So I was invited to move to Knights, which I really liked Mm -hmm. uh, because you had a lot of freedom. Um, You had all the crazies. And during that era at KY 102, there was an atmosphere of fun and outrageousness. And luckily, I had practiced in the morning show. So I kind of took what we did in the morning show and what you taught me in the morning Mm -hmm. show. And I just said, well, can I do it at night? Mm -hmm. And they said, yeah. And I remember I used to uh, do weird voices and I'd make up stories and and do like vignettes, theatrical vignettes rather than do yeah. radio. What, what was, was that show called? Uh, the Katie McGarkin Show. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Seven to Midnight or something like that? Uh, I did uh, 10 to 2. 10 to 2? 10 to 2. People and were on then, the radio after Midnight Live? Yes. What it, the heck's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's changed, hasn't it? Huh. And then I moved from uh, at six o'clock in a couple of years. Then yeah. I took over the six o'clock slot right after Randy Rayleigh doing uh, Drive Time. What are some of the weird stories that happened to people working that time in radio? As far as being in the studio, people coming around. Oh, uh, oh, I got a good one. Yeah. Uh, so it's about eight o'clock at night, and all of a sudden a guy just kind of wanders into the studio. 
And I said, uh, can I help you? <laughs> I mean, what do you say? And he said, well, I'm here to take care of you. I said, uh-huh. Now, I look down, and he's got 45 at his, at his hip in a holster. Okay. And mm. I say, well, what do we no, There's no manual on this sucker. <laughs> uh, and I remember going, well, have a seat. Who are you? And just trying to keep him engaged, keep him calm while I'm totally panicking on the inside. And luckily, Randy Rayleigh walked in. He had been doing a production shift, and he walked in. And he sizes up the situation pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, so why, why are you here? He said, well, I'm here to, ta to, to take care of Katie because there are people after her. And he said, well, you know what? I'm taking care of her. I'm the one. That's why I'm here so mm -hmm. late. Yeah. I take care of her every single night. And she's going to be okay. So, and he, he, we finally talked him out of the building. And oh uh, so that was one of the, the got weird in. stories. So he never figured out what he meant by I'm here to take no, care of No, he was whacked. Yeah. Wow. Know? Now they didn't have buzzers or anything in those No, they That's didn't. one of the ways I guess everything's changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just walk in. I, and I remember I probably should have been fired for this incident, but I announced that it was my birthday on the air. And it was, my birthday's in June, so the weather is perfect. And... All of a sudden, I realized there were about 20 people in the studio, and I put on a long record, and I went out to the parking lot, and the par there was a damn party going on in the parking lot. Mm. And I remember somebody got into the office and took a bunch of records. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I had to figure out who it was the next night, and they brought back all the booty. But, I mean, there was a wow. serious party going on in the parking lot. Uh -huh. wow. And I said, okay... That was a lesson in the power of radio and how you could could uh, generate action. Sure, yeah, <laughs> any time of know, the day or it night. It was a party. Yep. And wow. another fun memory I have is when you had the cruiser. Remember the Dick and Jay cruiser? Sure. Of course mm -hmm. you do. And you were in Independence mm -hmm. or someplace, and you called in. Like about 10 o'clock at night and said, hey, the cruiser's broken down. Would you get us a mechanic? And da, 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 da. <laughs> and I think you guys blocked Nolan Road or something like that after that. But I, I remember that that was another example of how powerful uh, at that time the, the radio and that station were. Well, that was the time. I, I think it, that was around the time when uh, Car Craft Magazine was doing uh, articles on Cruising USA. Yes. And they came and took uh, pictures of Nolan Road because of the thousands of people that cruised Nolan Road on the night. Or at least there no, were I remember that. a couple thousand when we invited people to be out there that night for a photo session. So. The magical miracle mile. And I Nolan remember Road. coming to work the next morning and the whole Nolan Road was trashed. There was trash all over the place. Says, I've trashed my city. <laughs> <laughs> what was that car? It was a 1962 Cadillac. Yeah, and uh, we bought it for about 150 bucks, and then we whined on the air, as Katie says, the way you can get things done. And we had the roof cut off. We had uh, chrome reverse wheels put on it. We had scoops over the hood. We had it painted, and then we let people go around and sign it with a magic marker anywhere we went. So yeah, wow. Did you have the deal. rides in that, Katie? Uh, I actually got in that that car and the best way you can describe it, if I can say this on a podcast, mm -hmm. it was butt ugly. 
Mm-hmm. It really was. It was. It, it was quite the ride. I just remember uh, nice. having to jump start it in the Shamrock Storage Unit over on uh, Merriam Drive to get it started each time <laughs> we wanted to take it out. Yeah, that's something. Hey, oh. talk to me a minute about um, another special moment of you on the air was the birth of your child. That really was. Um, I, my second son, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew when he was going to be born. It was a scheduled. Um, uh, delivery. So the news director of our our AM station, his wife was my uh, OBGYN's nurse. Mm-hmm. So uh, into the operating room we go, and the day before, uh, Noel Heckerson had said, "Hey, would you like to? Um, we'll we'll tape this for you." I said, eh, "Let me talk to John about it." So I remember being wheeled into the delivery room to have my C-section, and um, the nurse came up to me, and I, I, I'm blanking on her name, and she said, Katie, if you sign this piece of paper, Noel is back at the station ready to roll tape on the birth of your son. And I, John goes, <laughs> my husband, who's in, in full regalia in the operating room, goes, cool, let's do that. Okay. I said, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, away we went. She held the phone while the OBGYN uh, delivered the baby, and all she said, she said, now we can't, we're, we're only going to record the actual birth, and then after that, we're going to hang up. And I remember, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there was lots of, oh my gosh, oh, he's beautiful, oh, and, and then she screams into the phone, that's Patrick, click. And the beauty of it was, is the next morning, I think you played that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played and, it back uh, in the air. Wow, Not you much. were game for just about anything. I was. I'll tell you. We had, you know, it was great ratings. Come on, uh, got lots of presents too. <laughs> but the second one was my oldest son's first day of kindergarten. So Dick and I thought it would be a great idea. Oh yeah, I remember this now. To uh, broadcast that. So you broadcast from your home. I broadcast. We had a big old uh, remote truck yep. in my driveway, and we mic'd me uh, with a wireless mic, and. So we got Ryan. I said, I'm taking the day off because it's my son's first day of kindergarten. So we go through the breakfast morning and the excitement of Ryan going to school and getting dressed and, and standing at the bus stop with mom. And, and uh, my other son, Patrick, who was 20 months younger, was, was watching all of this. And it, it was really a bit of real-life radio that you can only capture every once in a while. You know, your kid's going to go to kindergarten one time. But the funniest part of it is at the very end, uh, he's on the bus and I'm talking with Dick and and the boys really don't notice that I'm wired and, and don't completely understand why I keep talking to somebody else. And Patrick runs to his bedroom, the youngest, and he falls down on the bed. And I go, Patrick, what's wrong, honey? He goes... I want to go to school. And he starts crying. (laughs) And Dick, now this is live. Dick says, Patrick, can I talk to Patrick? Oh, my. I said, yeah. (laughs) So I took the headphones and I put them on Patrick. I said, Patrick, you know Mr. Wilson, you know who I work with? He goes, yeah. I say, he wants to talk to you. Okay. And so he's the musician now. Um, Dick says to him, Patrick, I know you're so sad, blah, 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 blah. 
why don't you ask your mommy to take you shopping for a new Nerf gun? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, okay. And his light face lit up. And I went, thank you, Dick. (laughs) So much. So always glad to help. And so we left uh, after the broadcast was over, we left and, and I, I ponied up for the Nerf guns. Wow. One, one for him and one for his brother. There so. you go. Probably hey, the I last didn't time you called Dick in on family. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn right I did. You know, hey, if not, at least you pick up the tab. Oh. I'm glad he didn't offer him a pony, mm-hmm. you know, because a pony would have been hard to pull off. But a Nerf gun was okay. So those were some of my favorite memories, you know. You know, there's tons of them out there, and we probably should have written them down as they happened because you think back of all the things that we went through and did, but uh, you kind of forget a little bit about them until someone brings it up from the, as you're walking on a sidewalk somewhere. Uh, do you remember the great idea you had about the cleanest morning show in town and taking us to the car wash? You know, um, I just pulled up a picture of that mm-hmm. uh, because my grandson said, Hey, these dude perfect guys on TV, the guy that do all the weird stuff on YouTube, are riding through a car wash on the hood of a car. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> Been there, done that. Did that. We did that. We'll be back with more from Katie in just a few minutes and find out what she's doing now to put food on the table. It's, uh, hey, Dick, let's, let's, uh, let's go down and get a drink. Let's go down to the lounge. Want to get one? The employee lounge. They got a, they got a band in there. Oh, really? Wait, look in there. Is that Frank? Sinatra? Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> I didn't know they were going that Whoa. That fancy man. Yes. Hey, Frank, thanks for coming into our employee lounge and playing. That's cool. Great to see you. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. Don't mention it. Wow. Uh, where's the ashtray? It's uh, very uh, good. Right okay. here. Okay. Hey, Four Eyes. Hmm? Jack Daniels me, will you? <laughs> You're Wilson, aren't you? The guy they used to call Casey's favorite dick? Yes, yes. I wonder why. Uh, It was a promotion. Yeah, here's a little number for you called Facebook's Watching. And, uh, you know, your orchestra, i got to tell you, the backup band, whatever the hell, Mm -hmm. they suck. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Worst band I've had to sing in front of since uh, I did that duet with Bono uh, with his uh, YouTube. Bono. What a pipsqueak. Oh, gee. All right, All right, hit it. You better not share. You better not post. You better not click or your credit is toast. Facebook app is ruling your world. You better watch what you say and watch what you like. Because your webcam is on and so is your mic. Zuckerberg is watching it all. They called him up in front of Congress about influencing the vote. He said Facebook doesn't do nothing like that, but he wasn't under oath. You better watch who you follow. You better beware. They're using your name from Zanzibar to Zaire. Everybody's watching your stuff. Know if you're naked or you got on pants Which boom's farm you drank at your last high school dance Zuckerberg has files on it all They keep track of all your videos They save your selfie stills Your face is probably on some Chinese ad For male enhancement pills When they're ready to grab you, you 
got nowhere to go Cause now everybody knows Everybody you know Zuckerberg is watching The FBI is watching The CIA is watching It all Alright, yeah, okay, yeah, I got it Mm-hmm, yeah, baby Not bad, thank you, Frank Okay, Dick, hold on. I think there's a call on line one. It looks like it's coming from inside. Wait a minute. Uh, the actual phone here on the table? That's kind of different. Yeah, all right. Let me get that. Yeah. Yeah. I... Hi, uh, uh, Dick and Loy program. Hey, Dick, Buzz Martini. Oh, wait. Uh, it's uh, Buzz Martini. He's uh, uh, the sales manager for our show. Yes, Buzz. What do you have? Dick, listen up. This, uh, I don't know about this podcast uh, thing about how I'm going to sell this. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I've been racking my brain. I've been trying to get all the old contacts. I'm trying to figure out how do you publicize a, 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 a whatever this is. Well, what did you come up with? What do you got? Well, I thought the only way to really get publicity for something like a, a, a podcast mm-hmm. is you got to get on the mainstream media where everybody is. You got to oh. find the eyes and the ears. So, oh, good. I you got like- you. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, Buzz. There, you all right? Okay. Dang, micronite filters. Okay. Listen, I, 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 I got you on. Uh, I got you interviews yeah. on the real radio. Okay. Oh. I okay. got. You, I got some pros that are going to talk. No. I got you on the Kurt Mother Merch show. Uh, no, in Springfield. And then uh, Fogel and Shannon, the kids love Jerry and Mike. They've so not been on. They're going to interview you, and then. Yeah. Uh, the, the coupe de grass on this whole thing What's, is Max Tan and Moffat. Oh my gosh, they're gone too. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and, and not only that, but print. You gotta go with print because print is hot. All right. What so, do you have? I got. I, I lined up two. I got a feature and yeah. uh, an interview. I you yeah. got a feature coming up in the in the Squire, uh, and uh, they're gonna do a full interview with you with pictures oh, in the sun. Gee. Okay. So. Um, Everything's going to be fine. We're going to get the word out on this podcast. Don't worry about it, okay? Thank, thank you, Buzz. Keep working, please. Gotta go. Oh, Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. Oh. All right, we'll work with Buzz and see what we can work out. Uh, let's get back to the Cigar Club with our radio legend guest, Katie McGuckin. All right, let's talk about what you do now to put food on the table. Uh, well, I was hoping I could do very little and be uh-huh. retired by yeah. now. That was my uh, ultimate plan. But um, after I was relieved of my duties in 2006, um, I was trying to figure out what the heck am I going to do now? Um, I had one son in college, one getting ready to graduate from high school, and my husband lived in Savannah, Georgia, uh, where he was working doing a big project, yeah. working construction. So... My best friend from L.A. Uh, came to town, and she said, listen, my nephew's getting married, and my Uncle Paul, uh, Paul Russell, uh, wants to talk to you about an idea he has. I said, okay. So I went to the wedding reception. He said, let's set up a meeting um, Monday and come on out here. I, I've got an idea for what you can do. I said, fine and dandy. Uh, Monday rolls around. I go and have a meeting. And Paul, uh, Paul and I had worked together. In fact, he was the one that brought you Marilyn Chambers. Okay. If you remember that. And those pictures are still out there. They still are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So his idea was the following. I want you to work with me. And I said, in what capacity? 
Uh, he had been doing training for quite a while. He did all the training for Anheuser-Busch nationwide. And he said, I've moved my training from doing live to online. Now, in 2006, a lot of people were doing business online, but not quite the way that he was doing it. So I said, okay, tell me more. Uh, he said, I have, I also do all the training for Pepsi. So I have a Pepsi distributor who has sold his Pepsi distributorship in, in Lenexa, and he's bought Small Market Radio in Joplin, Missouri, and he called me and he said, I want your training. And he said, well, I don't train radio people. And that's where you come in. Uh, you want to do some training? And I said, well, what's out there? Um, he said, I don't know. So he said, I could set this up. It'll be great. We'll do the production. We'll do everything for you. You just have to go out and sell it. So I did my due diligence, and I looked in to see what training programs were out there. And nothing quite matched what he was doing. He had the sizzle and the sparkle and, and the way of producing online videos that nobody else had. Um, everybody who was online was a talking head. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought, well, this could work. Or they did live. So I kind of made a list of people I'd like to join it, because I really did need somebody in sales. And my background was in, in um, uh, programming, so I didn't know that much about sales. So I narrowed my list down to three men, and I called uh, a couple, and they said, well, I'll think about it. And then I called Speed Marriott. Speed and I had worked together at uh, Oldies 95, and he was the sales manager. And I called all of my female friends who were in sales, and I said, who's the best guy out there? You know, one that isn't going to flip out on me, mm -hmm. isn't flaky, uh, nobody in 10 years I'm going to have to write me too about. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was my criteria mm -hmm. and speed's name came up every time. So I called him out of the blue, got his phone number and I said, speed Marriott, this is Katie McGuckin. And there was dead silence. And I said, hello. Uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, he didn't know why I was calling him. I said, listen, would you have lunch? I'm buying. And he took the, actually took the time to have lunch with me. And I, try, I sold him on this idea. I said, you know, think about it and then get back to me. Um, well, he was just closing down another company called One Voice that um, did work with uh, KCPT and public television. And he wasn't quite sure whether he wanted to go into another business. He was working for Advantage Systems, making a really good living at it. Uh, this was something foreign. And he called me and he said, well, I don't know. I said, before you say no, meet Paul Russell of EJ4. Just do me that favor. He said, okay. So we met and had a meeting with Paul Russell, myself and Speed, and we walked out of there with the deal. Uh, Paul is very convincing. So Speed and I started a training program for radio. Real World Training Solutions. P1 Learning. Uh, at first it was radio only, because that's what we knew best. For sales, on air, uh, EJ4 brought to the table HR, business, and they had, they had these videos already produced. So we had to write short classes for radio sales, radio programming, and we had to drive to St. Louis to do all of this. 
uh, because that was their only studio at the time. Welcome to P1 Selling, Understanding Radio Formats. This course will introduce all the different formats that occupy the radio dials across America. I'm Katie McGuckin-Woolham, and you're not going to need headphones for this lesson, but you will be able to download and the list And we launched in 2007 uh, with a small campus of probably 50 courses online, and then we started the process of trying to sell it. And now I have moved to Bainbridge, Georgia, where my husband is now, because you can do my job no matter where you are. So I had moved to Bainbridge, Georgia uh, during the launch, and I remember, okay, we put out the press release. We hired a, a PR form, Here firm. Here we go. To, Here we go. We're, the doors are open, or the uh, website is open. Mm-hmm. We're so excited. And nothing uh, for the first week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm smiling and dialing. I am learning like I learned radio in the beginning, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. about being dropped in the middle of Dick and Jay show. And you have to, you have to either figure it out or die. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. You know, so you served me well, Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good. Because here I was dropped into, I started my business. I'm an LLC now. I've got a partner. What the hell have I done? You're strapped oh onto God. the front of a car in a car <laughs> yes. wash again. <laughs> I have jumped off the cliff. And, wa- oh, and, and I remember that panic feeling. And the day that panic feeling hit, what the hell am I doing here? Um, I got a call from WLUP. WLUP. Thank you very much. Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was in Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham. <laughs> uh, and the man on the phone had seen the press release, and he said, My name is Holy Bats, and I'm from WLB in Alabama. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded mm-hmm, like on the yeah, other end of the yeah. phone. Um, and so I talked with him for about 40 minutes, told him about our product, and what I got out of it were the call letters of the station, his first name, and his telephone number. The rest of it I could not understand because he had such a thick southern accent, and he became our very first customer. And then from there... Uh, we got one more, and then we got a group, and then we started going after state associations, and then the economy completely crashed. Mm-hmm. And then we sat on our hands for about two years offering our product at probably one-eighth of what we started with. But, you know, we started in the middle of a terrible recession. Uh, the Great Recession, but it wasn't quite so great. So... For us, we didn't have rent to pay. Um, we didn't have a brick-and-mortar building, so we could hang in there. And we started target, targeting the smaller radio stations who the recession really didn't impact like they did uh, large markets. Mm-hmm. So we will, were able to survive and then grow from there. So it, it, was, it was shaky. I mean, it was scary for about... Five years. And the name of the company is? It's P1 Learning. We used to be called P1 Selling. We rebanded for P1 Learning uh, because not only do we train in sales, which mm-hmm. is probably the most popular mm-hmm. uh, product that we have, we also train online people or on air people, excuse me. We also have a huge HR uh, catalog of courses. 
We also have business skills and health and wellness classes. Mm -hmm. So our philosophy from the very beginning is we weren't going to be just a sales training um, company. We were going to train the entire station. Uh, And then we saw a void in television, so we moved into television uh, training, uh, sales, and also on air. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that kind of took off. Uh, there's some serious competition out there. Yeah. Uh, and so as, as the needs change, so, do, so does our curriculum. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you probably know, Lloyd, that uh, Dick just finished a series for us on podcasting. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the growth of podcasting uh, absolutely uh, work. And, and mm-hmm. the best part about it is... It can be monetized yeah. for the stations. Good. So Dick did the research for us, and um, he's going to be writing a lot of content for us. I mean, you've got to, I've, I've got one of the greatest uh, morning show guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it still small stations, or is it changed? No, actually, is it- it's really changed. Um, probably our biggest approach now uh, is through the state association. So uh, we have Missouri, Nebraska, Kansas, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Texas, Tennessee, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, Arizona as state broadcasters. And what they do is they pick up the tab for... Well, that's a great way for them to bring exactly, value. Exactly. It's, um, an, it's another service that the state association is able to offer. And now we offer a digital program. Uh, at one time, we, were the, we had a sports marketing site that was uh, strictly for sports, and we had the Kansas City Royals, and then they won the World Series, and they didn't think they needed us anymore. <laughs> so we'll call on them in eh, two or three years. Uh, maybe a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending on, you know, because uh-huh. they lost. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so uh, we've got the Tampa Bay Rays, and then we found the need is to sell digital. So now we have a digital campus. Uh, and our latest endeavor, we're putting together an advisory board for education, uh, which is huge. We're now in this last semester, spring semester, we were in the curriculum of nine universities because there's nothing out there except books. Still on focused sales. on still the, focused on sales. Multimedia and right, sales. Okay. right. Whether it be television or radio. I guess once you get this platform built, and you get there's a testing element, I assume, and uh, it's us. They, Do we? It has to pass the muster of speed, and I will this work. Kind of like when I I suggest. I guess I mean the, the people who take the courses. Right. There's a test. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. so all like the, a compliance thing where you passed it. You you, you took the to, test, yeah. you passed it, so yeah. you can't yeah. say that you didn't that we didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and that's a very good point is is there are no radio sales courses out there. They're usually sitting in the business schools, uh, or if you're in radio or television and you're in the journalism department, the focus is on production, on air, sports. Mm-hmm. There's not a true radio or television sales curriculum out there that's actually where it should be, which is in the media department. You know, Mm -hmm. they're typically only in the business department. So that kind of opened up the door and the state broadcasters love it because 
every radio and television station, if you talk to any sales manager, any general manager or director of sales, is there aren't any good people out there. Well, because the millennials and Gen Xers are going, well, I don't listen to radio anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch TV anymore. So, uh, you know, a radio station or a television station has to completely morph itself. Uh, and that's what we're kind of trying to get the industry to do. Uh, a radio station isn't just a radio station. It has to morph itself into a multimedia operation with sound, with video, uh, with websites, uh, Facebook, digital. So I think there are some great companies that are taking television radio stations and turning them into multimedia companies. Yeah, it's about the connection and exactly. it's about the content. And, yes, yes. And so got to be uh, get past that that the actual medium and say, mm-hmm. you know, no, it's it's a everything is multimedia now. Exactly. And and I think and this is my opinion only that I think in about 5 years when we see the old guard leave the industry and retire and uh, a new generation in charge, they have a better handle on, on if you want to survive, you have to change. And that's exactly what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to offer everything. Um, podcasting and as a TV station. Because the newspaper, uh, they didn't react quick enough to the change in technology. Mm-hmm. And look where they are. Uh, the smart ones, uh, the Wall Street Journal, the, the big ones, uh, saw it coming and moved content online. So I still go to the Washington Post. I still go to the New York Times, but I'm not picking up the New York Times or having it delivered to my home. But I still trust them. I, I get everything I need. And I, I want to give you a good example of a, a company in, in Kansas. And we've, I've talked to Dick about this. They take this very serious, becoming a multimedia corporation. Uh, instead of just a radio station. They own radio markets in Kansas, Nebraska, and Missouri. They also own cable companies in Kansas, Nebraska, and Colorado. Um, And so they have gone online and created a kind of, um, uh, for example, uh, Hayes.com in Hayes, Kansas, is the central location owned by the radio station, operated by the radio station, the radio company, but they offer uh, video, they offer uh, local sports. So they're becoming the newspaper of their community. They're the aggregator of they, all things. Uh, everything has. Information. Mm-hmm. Yes. Inform, educate, and yes. connect. Yes, yes. So if you're local and you want to stay local, um, you have to push local, you have to be local, and you have to adapt to the way that uh, the person who is consuming media, how their uh, habits are changing. Exactly. Um, you know, pick uh, up all phones. those places that have not been filled. Right. And and be right. that connection. Yeah. So you aren't a radio station anymore. If you are, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna die on the vine. It's just a portion of your business now. Exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. part of your business model. Yeah. Right. So I think the biggest thing I'm seeing in the industry right now is that model shift in. Wow, if we're going to stay relevant, we better get we better get on the the stick. And some have done it very well. Some have tried to do it and done a terrible job and gone bankrupt. Mm, yeah. So you know it kind of depends. Where is the web page that people can look into what you do? 
Uh, P1learning.com. Mm -hmm. We make it really simple. P1learning.com. And we offer, uh, you know, one of the things I want people to know is uh, we're just starting our education initiative. As I mentioned, we've got an advisory board. We're trying to look and reach those people who possibly are coming out of the military who are looking for a second career. Mm -hmm. Uh, That person who retired early from Procter & Gamble and really would like a second career. Well, we're the training company that they can come to and and say, okay, uh, we're going to train you. We're going to make sure your your ability to do the job in sales is competent, sound. We certify them. Uh, and here's another opportunity for you. And we're also kind of looking at that millennial generation. Also, those kids who are in high school. Those kids who are in high school right now in five years are going to be on the job market. And so you need to start targeting sooner and sooner. Uh there are some companies that do a great job of that. Um, so, you know, if you're you're wanting a career in, in radio or television uh, and you're tired of your job as a lawyer or a fire chief or an Indian, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, come see us. Okay. Come see us at p1learning.com and you can click and get more information. All right. Sounds good. Right. Thank you, Katie. That's... Thanks for coming in, Katie. Oh, well, I, is it over? Well, you've got another seven hours of things you could talk about, I know. So. Oh, darn. <laughs> well, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate it. And um, much luck to you and what you guys are doing. Well, we like thank to you. close it out by just saying, with all your successes, leave some money for the rest of us. Okay. Right. Hey, Nick, it's Jimmy in the mailroom. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, I ask you not How to bother you, me. Mr. Wilson. We're doing a show here. Please don't bother us while Mr. we're... Mr. Wilson, yeah. there's a package here for you from Amazon. It's a book. Uh, um, it's a book about Ed. Ed. I don't remember. Oh, Ed Sullivan? Ed Muscari? I don't... Uh, what? It's, uh, you ordered it. Oh, it's a book oh, about Ed. It's I remember. Right Wait a minute. Um, Hold it. We're on the it's, air. It's it's a book about Not what now. to do if you have Not Ed or ED. Now. What to Not. do about having ED. It's for you. You ordered it, Mr. Wilson. Not on the air, Ed book Jimmy. coming right up. I'll bring it right up to you. Oh, boy. The things we have to put up with. Well, at least we're in a nice space while we're doing our show. Where are we here, Loy? Where is this place? Well, so, Dick, yeah. right now we're in our cigar lounge here at the Diebel's Cigar Club. Hey, this with is the a cool overstuffed place. leather chairs Whoa. and the cool dark woodwork and and you are a it's member. It's a great place. And we have you have access to this throughout the day, huh? That's right. I can get in here from uh, six a.m. to uh, midnight. Well, here's a guy. I mean, that, you never know when you need a cigar. Hey, and here's a guy that uh, just came in that may know a little bit yeah. more about it. Who's Kurt Diebel? Tell me about this club first. You know, uh, Loy introduced me to it. What's the deal on the club? So we had an opportunity three years ago to take the space that had been vacated from the landlord and build an opportunity for people to enjoy cigars on an indoor. So we created a, a room that has state-of-the-art exhaust. We don't recirculate the air. We exhaust the air so the smoke is, is taken directly out. Uh, we have a limited access to it for members. It's a member's lounge. We have limited access. There's a thumbprint entrance on the doorway that mm-hmm. works from 6 a.m. to midnight. So members can use it 365 days a year between those hours. They provide them with a locker. Locker is half for storing uh, bottles. The other half is for storage of cigars. You know, people walk by on the plaza to Diebel's, and if they don't come in, what is it they would find if they come into the Diebel's store? You mean merchandise-wise? Yeah. Oh, well, certainly we're the premier cigar store in Kansas City. But we also sell a lot of men's gifts as well. So anything and everything for the smoker as well as 
men's gifts from pocket knives to flasks to to uh, stuff for the schools for KU, K-State, Mizzou, to um, writing instruments, on and on, anything and everything that's appropriate for a man. All right, well, we're glad to be here. And as I told you, whenever we tell people we're interviewing them for the Dick and Loy Media and Marketing Mayhem show at the Diebel's Cigar Club, they say, I'm there. (laughs) Well, it's a place to be, absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us on Dick and Loy's Media and Marketing Mayhem. Who's coming up next? Got Pat O'Neill coming up next. You talk about uh, media and marketing mayhem. That is the king of marketing mayhem in Kansas City. The wow. guy has got some great stories. And he's a, he's a second-generation media and marketing guy. And uh, behind him, his daughter is now running his, uh, the, their company. She owns it now, and she's running it. And he's... Uh, He's going off to pasture, and he's going to share some of his great stories with us. Oh, man, he's got stories about St. Patrick's Day Parade, politics in Kansas City. That's coming up on the next Dick and Loy Media and Marketing Mayhem. Stand by. You might love it. You might hate it. It's my favorite freaking show. (laughs) 